Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Baseball's Better. My name is Matt Fox. I am joined today by Peter Longo and Tommy Brogan. It is our, we've been off for a couple of weeks and we do apologize for that, but uh, we're, we're incredibly excited today because not only is baseball right around the corner, but this is a, a favorite annual show of ours. It's our, it's our annual prediction show where we run through divisions, awards, World Series. Uh, Peter, Woo! Peter, how are you today? I am great. Tomorrow is the official opening day. We are recording on, on the day before. And I don't want to do anything else but baseball things right now. I love it. Thomas, how are you today? I am doing fantastic. I'm currently trying to find a phone charger. But other than that, I'm doing great. All right. Well, you, 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 keep, you keep banging out that. Uh, so I, I just can't, can't believe that baseball is finally upon us. We, especially after the off season we've had, it is so exciting. And I'm, I'm so exhilarated to be able to say as to, as Peter just brought up opening day is less than 24 hours a day away. It, it now officially is at two twenty tomorrow because the Red Sox Yankees game that was originally scheduled for one Oh five has been postponed until Friday. So the season will start at the Cubs, I believe. Um, but that being said, real meaningful baseball begins tomorrow, and I could not be happier. I think we should just dive right in. I think let's that do it. let's do it. Yeah, All let's right. just do it. I can't wait for everything just to start and bats to hit, and I'm just ready to roll. All right, perfect. Well, with uh, without any further ado, Peter, I'm going to ask you, tell me about the AL Central and what your thoughts are for it this year. The AL Central at the same time is probably the most boring division, but at the same time, it's going to be a very interesting division. First and foremost, we're just going to get it out of the way. White Sox are winning that division. There's no chance another team steps in. It's not even close. Last year, they won the division by 13 games and got better. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. They got better, and I think it's – again, I think 13 games might even be a low bet on, like, how much they're going to win by. Because if you look at the rest of the division, no one really got exponentially better. Like, the Twins – The the Twins went from zero to 50, so that's exponentially better. Okay. They'll finish second and still hover around 500. Yeah. (laughs) So, like, last year, if you look at the other four teams, Cleveland finished in second place at 80 and 82. Then Detroit finished in third, 77 and 85. The Royals were this 74 and 88. And Minnesota finished 73 and 89. I don't see those records changing at all, but I see the teams moving around a little bit. I, I I literally see those exact records finishing or second through fourth place, or second through fifth. But I don't, but the teams might shuffle around a bit, but it's going to be the same cluster as last year. So, so what you're telling us is like, your AL Central pick is one team. And Oh, and, yes, one team. All right, there you go. I don't think any of those teams have it yet to make the playoffs. Sure, Minnesota did some effort on their offense. They got Sonny Gray, who's, I hate him, but he's a good pitcher. Mm-hmm. But like, did they do enough? No. Cleveland, all they did was extend Jose Ramirez. 
the Royals. They got some exciting guys coming up. And they got Zach Greinke. Again, nothing. Detroit signed Javi Baez, who we all know is a terrible hitter. Uh, mm-hmm. They got Erod. Again, it's going to be a battle of a, of a bunch of 500 record teams for second place. Yeah, I I, yeah. I agree that 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 absolutely could be the case. Thomas, any any rebuttal slash agreement? What are you thinking for the AL Central? Uh, I think that I mean when it comes to AL Central, yes, the White Sox are, they're one of the best teams in baseball, let alone their own terrible division. Uh, so they're far and away. So it's, yeah, it's a battle for 500 teams. I can't really add much on to Peter, except I think the twins will come in second and they may compete for one of the 500 uh, wildcard spots. Uh, that's all I got. I mean, they're only seven, they're only seven games behind the guardians to finish last season and they got way better signing Correa and making a sign for trading for was it Donaldson and no, they sent, they sent Donaldson to the Yankees. They picked up. Yeah. Yes. They picked them up. I feel like they're going to be doing a little bit better, but no, it's going to be the white Sox to run away with. Well, I think then that we have a three-way consensus because my AL central goes, goes white Sox at the top twins. Number two tigers, third, Royals in in fourth and the guardians are just dreadful. Like you guys said, I was looking. Mm. Yeah. uh, It's, it's going to be, it's going to be the white Sox. I mean, when you look at the white Sox, just you got Grandal at catcher, Abreu at first, you've got Yon Mankata at third, TA at short, Eloy, Lubob, AJ Pollock. And then your DH is an up and coming Gavin Sheets. Like that is a lineup that it, that rivals the best in the game. I want to say, and I just I I think that, like Tommy said, it's one of the best in the game, let alone in that division. So, um, it's uh I, I'm just really excited for it. And you didn't even mention their elite starting staff, even though Lance Lynn's going to be down for a month. They still have Giolito. They still have Kopech. Made the fifth yep. starting slot, which is huge. That guy can oh, third. third. Uh, yeah, he's Dylan the third in their rotation. Cease. Dylan Cease was insane last year. I think um, Cease makes a major step forward, too. I'm really excited for him. And then the bullpen. That is a scary, scary bullpen. Yeah. And yeah. it's funny that you say that because they even lost a, a major piece in Kimbrel and somehow got better by subtraction uh, by adding and, 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 turning Kimbrel into AJ Pollock. So I, I think it's just going to be a really fun team that, so that sounds like AL central. We, we pretty much are all in agreement. What about the NL central? Peter, I'm going to start with you again. NL central, um, another boring division. And this one, I think is even, this one's might be a little tougher to predict, but I think it's going to end up exactly the same as it did last year. Milwaukee finishing in first, St. Louis finishing in second, Cincinnati finishing in third, and then the Cubs and Pittsburgh are going to have a battle for who's more garbage. Yeah, I, uh, I, I actually share those those exact uh, rankings. I think though that the the Cubs are just such hot garbage. They, I don't think it's a competition for who's fifth. I think the Pirates have some young talent that is going to be fun to watch, but they'll still suck. 
but they will be at least enjoyable. And that, because of that, I rank them fourth. Uh, the enjoyment factor bumped them up above, above the Cubs in my rankings. So uh, there's that. Thomas, what do you think about the NL Central? Uh, I got to stop going last because I literally have nothing else to add. All your thoughts are the same as mine. Uh, I like the Pirates over the Cubs because I just think they're so much more fun to watch with uh, Brian Hayes and hopefully O'Neill Cruz ends up making his debut this season. Uh, he's more than just for fantasy, but he's a six foot seven shortstop that can rake. Uh, he's like, he's like, if Aaron judge always did yoga, he's just, he's just going to be fantastic. Fantastic. That's amazing. Wait, I just realized, Peter, I said that, that we have the same rankings. We absolutely do not have the same rankings. I didn't realize when you did that, I missed that. You said that, that the brewers are first. I have the Cardinals going, uh, winning the division. I mean, look at this Cardinals, Yachty, Goldie, Nolan, Tommy Edmond, Tyler O'Neill, Dylan Carlson. Harrison Bader. I just, that, when you look at what the brew crew has, it. I have four words to say to you. I was going to say the brew crew has the, has number one through three in the rotation. They've got Corbin Burns, Brandon Woodruff and Freddie Peralta beyond that. And and then they've got the closers in, in, in Hader and with the setup man is Devin Williams beyond that. Their offense is not great. Look, it's, let me pull it up right now, but it uh, it's it's less than inspiring, and I don't know why everyone's jumping on the, the Milwaukee. Well, there's a lot of hype coming around. I mean, Yelich is primed for a bounce-back year because he sucked last year, and I would know I had him on my fantasy team for some reason for the whole year, and I couldn't justify dropping him. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just traded for Hunter Renfro, and right. they're moving Keston uh, Hiura. He just, like, they're talking about how he's changed his batting stance. He has a less, less of a big... Uh, less of a big step, less of whatever it is, whatever the new thing is. He has a smaller step, more ba- quicker bat to ball, and he's supposed to be getting back into the way he was in 2019. Uh, I, they're definitely not as good as – they're like – how do I phrase this? Their bullpen and their rotation reminds me of the White Sox with three straight eight – with three great starters and two great guys at the end. Mm-hmm. but their offense is like Chicago light. Yeah. It's, you know I, mean? I think that everything you just said about their offense is, is totally valid. They've got Willie Adamas who, if we, if we'd had this conversation at the beginning of last year, as we did, and we were talking about Willie Adamas, no one would be impressed or anything, but, or have any high expectations. But what, what he did once he was traded to the Brewers was, was nothing short of fantastic. And so he is a bright spot in their lineup. But, I mean, Rowdy Telez, Keston Hira, who is good. Keston Hira is good, yes. Um, and also uh, Luis Urias. I do like yeah, him. Don't make fun utility. of my boy, Rowdy. No, Lu- Luis Urias is a great super utility guy, and, and he has a starting spot, but he can play multiple positions. But, like, it's like when, you know, a Brock Holt makes the starting, starting lineup. It's, it's, not, it's not great. You got Low Kane aging. Yeah, Hunter Renfro's there, and, he, and he'll give you 30 bombs, but and some and some stellar defense but it's really all based around yelich and i don't trust yelich no i don't i mean he definitely needs more support i think urias has a if not a breakout there year this year i think it's next year uh because last year last season was the first season he had full uh, access he went from having what max 71 games to 150 games last year he hit two around 250 23 home runs 
uh, and 122 hits. And I think with him now having another year under his belt, having the guys there, their offense is going to be better than expected. Oh, I and totally. So I, I, I worry that agree. the Cardinals lineup might be. They're gonna they're gonna fight it out. I'm not saying there's gonna be a definite winner coming out of the Central, but they're those two are definitely gonna be ones to fight it out. Oh, it's definitely those are one two. That is that's yeah. a given. It's gonna come down to the pitching, like it usually always does. And when you have Bernsey and Woody at the top, who they're not only pretty much guaranteed wins every time they come out. You can you pretty much have hope for a no hitter every time they take them out, especially Burns after last year, mm. and and he's looking just as filthy in the spring. I totally when when you see Corbin Burns' name in and you're looking over the games for the night and you see Corbin Burns pitching, you circle that one because you're something special could happen. That's totally true. Uh, I do love what you just said by saying it all comes down to pitching when you know the Brewers your side of the argument has nothing but a stellar rotation and the Cardinals, their strength is in their offense. So well done in framing an argument so that only you can win. But Yankee fan. that ah. being said, that being, Hey, he's, he, maybe he's an aspiring attorney. Who knows? Uh, the, uh, know. yeah, those Cardinals have Tyler O'Neill. Yeah. The, good. I'm not saying it's going to be as wide of a berth like the AL central. I'm just saying the, the Brewers having those arms, it's it's mesmerizing. Oh, it's it's, it's phenomenal. It's it's one of the best shows. You a, season, so, you have a Cy Young Award winner as the number two starter. Mm-hmm. What the hell? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you could a... have there those those top three in Burns, Woodruff, and Peralta all could be ranked in. They're all top fifteen pitchers in all of the majors. And then in the bullpen. You put Devin Williams on any other team, he's the, he's the number two closer in the league. Yeah. He's got the airbender. He's got that that ball that defies gravity and, and things. So, that, that, yeah. All right. So, yeah, so I'll all, break the tie and say the, uh, the Brewers end up winning. It's like that, all right. That's baseball's better official stance. Two to one. Two to one. Baseball's better. Sorry, Miller. Sorry, Miller. <laughs> I, I guarantee you he's listening. Uh, all right. So, moving over. Now we're going to the West. I think the West has some incredibly interesting storylines. Tommy, I'm going to start with you this time. AL West, tell me what you think. Uh, so I apologize. I just got a phone call. Can you repeat that? Oh, uh, yeah. No, what, do you, what are your thoughts on the AL West? Uh, AL West is going to come down to the Dodgers and Giants, and the Padres are going to have the same thing happen to them this year that happened to them last year. Okay, so we'll start with the NL West. That's fine. <laughs> I was sorry. I was moving around and it just got kind of bumbled. So the AL, wait, we were just talking about the NL, weren't we? No. Hey, he said AL. We're going to start with oh. the AL West. How's that? What are your thoughts on the AL West? All right. So with the AL West, I think that everyone is going to have to watch the Mariners. I'm not saying they're going to win it, but everyone's going to need to watch. They've made so many moves this offseason that I'm, I'm a very, very big fan of them. They... They have J-Rod, they have Clinic, they have Ty France, they have Kyle Lewis, who was injured most of the year last year, and they still won 82 games, uh, 90 games. Uh, Hanniger had a career year. He had 100, 100 RBIs, 100 runs, and 30, 33 home runs? Something Almost like that? 40. Almost 40, yeah. And they add on to that, they then signed Robbie Ray, Winker. They traded for him in Cincinnati, and they just uh, traded for Frazier. Also, Henio Suarez uh, was in that deal as well. 
with mm -hmm. that's right suarez i know there's a name i forgot to write down but they're going to be scary coming out of the west and with the way houston their arms aren't looking healthy they just lost correa so they have a prospects now going to come up and line up bregman i'm not a big fan of i i wish he would be do about doing better but mm -mm. i just think the al west is open for open for the taking mariners could take it angels could take it but this is one division i can't predict all right so his prediction is no prediction uh peter what are you thinking well, that well just like tommy said houston's time is done they're no longer a top three team in the al they all they did was get worse this offseason they didn't do any additions all they did was lose they lost frankie they lost correa yes this prospect coming up for correa is supposed to be good but again we can't take that as any you never take a prospect as definite Seattle did nothing but improve on a on a 90 win team, and all they did they signed a Cy Young winner, made trades, got a two very good players from Cincinnati. Oakland is going to be hot garbage because they said going into the offseason they're trading everyone away. They still have Montas, and he's going to get traded at the deadline. Um, so they're going to finish in last. I think is my only true prediction about the AL West. And then the Angels, listen, I think it's very obvious on this pod. We are all big Angels. We are all proponents of the Angels doing well. We want Mike Trout to be in the postseason. We want Shohei to be in the postseason. Cindergaard's coming back finally, and he's looking all right. That pitching is always the Angels' question. I think we want them to do well, and they're going to finish like third or fourth. And then mm. Texas went and spent a billion dollars and they're probably going to finish third or fourth this year. Mm -hmm. yeah. I, and you, yeah. They spent a shit ton. And I'm actually really curious to see that. I'm actually, it's really going to be fun to watch them finish one spot higher where they finished last year. And I'll take any uh, Chris Young run team because he is widely recognized uh, along with Farhan um, as one of the smartest guys in the game and taking over the Rangers as the GM is, and, and having this as his first offseason, is the Rangers are nothing but trending upwards, I, I think. But I do it's believe- It's only where they can go. <laughs> exactly. I do believe though that they are a couple years away, even though they did add, like you said, literally half a billion dollars to their payroll. Um, that was amazing. But unlike you guys, I actually think that despite losing Correa, I still have the Astros. I didn't. So I, I scratched this out three different times. I had originally the Angels winning the division. Then I had the Astros winning the division. I had the Mariners at one point coming in second. No, I now have Astros winning the division, Angels coming in second, Mariners coming in third, Rangers, and then Oakland hot garbage coming in fifth. The reason I have that is because despite losing Correa, Houston still is Altuve, Guriel, Bregman, yes, I, I agree that they're, he's lost a lot of shine, but he's still a very good serviceable, not even way, way more than serviceable. He's a, he's borderline all-star. He's not an automatic all-star. He's a borderline all-star, which throwing that in third base is very valuable this year. Jeremy Pena, yes, unknown, but we'll see. And Kyle Tucker. Kyle Tucker is a superstar that no one knows, that no one talks about. Oh, and by the way, they've got Jordan Alvarez, who is a uh, 
a dark horse for my MVP um, conversation. Yep. Yeah, I believe they are. He is. A, oh God, what do you call it? I believe they call him um, a stud. I think that's what you call. It. Yeah, yeah. It's a stud. I believe, He's a yeah. stud. One hundred percent prime beef stud. Yes, <laughs> I think uh, Houston. We can all agree they're not an automatic anymore, and they were for the past five years. They were the automatic pick out of the West, and I hmm. think, and I think it's they're going to be challenged really for the first time in a long time. I totally and, agree with you there. I think that you're spot on. And that's why I had such trouble with this, with this list. But uh, in the end, I put my, I put my money behind Houston winning this one. And uh, I do think that they continue it, but I do agree. It's not, a, it's not a given. There was a lot of back and forth for me. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, uh, now. I'm throw my hat. Well, yeah. So I'm going to throw, I know I, was all over the Mariners. So you had your pick being the Astros you just picked. Correct. As much as I love the Mariners, I'm going to have to go with the Angels out of sheer wanting. One, I want it too much to not say I don't want the Angels. I, I want it too much. But they've, they also have had some bad luck last season. Like Trout was out for the whole year. Rendon didn't do anything. I think he was out for most of the year. Uh, and they had no pitching to back up Shohei. So what they did is they went out. They got Noah Sargar, uh, Syndergaard. They picked up Rossiel Iglesias, who is going to be their closer, I believe. He was uh, there last year and was also and was one year? of the best closers in the game. Yeah, there we go then. Oh, I'm, well, that's right. That is from 20. Yeah, that was an outdated statistic that I just looked at. No wonder why. They have uh, zero middle relief, though. Yeah, so that's why I think they're going to be coming, pulling guys up from the minors, possibly making some trades. But their starting rotation is going to be Shohei, Noah Syndergaard. I... He's young last season. I like him. He was minor league strikeout artist. Where is he? Uh, I was just looking at his name. Reed Detmers. I think I he was him. a strikeout artist. Yeah, he was strikeout artist in the minor leagues. He's going to do fantastic. Brandon Marsh, he came around last year with the absence of Rendon and Trout. He came around. They have Joe Adele, who's also a young prospect. The Angels could do a lot of damage this year. Yeah. putting Just putting two mvp legit mvps uh in their primes on the same team side by side mm. unless you're the dodgers is is very hard to do and the angels m hopefully make it work this year you put them you you put two two healthy seasons uh or a healthy season for both trout and shohei and i see the angels doing spectacular things you didn't i don't i don't think i i don't know if you mentioned um, did you mention Patrick Sandoval and like Jared Walsh? Uh, I didn't actually, I met Jared, uh, Jared Walsh instead of Brandon Marsh, but yes, uh, Jared Walsh, Sandoval, they're also in there as well. And, and, and like you said, I love Detmers last year. He had a lot of, I, I was really excited for him last year and he didn't really live up to the billing, but first year players rarely do. So give him a little time. And I think this year he, he, he absolutely takes a step forward. So that's pretty exciting. Um, all right, Tommy, I'm going to have you lead off again. This time, NL West. What were you saying about it? Uh, yes, for the NL West, I think it's going to fall along. It's going to fall in the same order that it fell last season with it being, let me pull it up, with it being, well, excuse me, uh, the last three will be the same. Diamondbacks, Rockies, Padres, Giants coming in second, Dodgers winning it. I just think, the Giants last year was a bit fluky, but from what I've seen from their team, 
they're still good enough to run with the Padres, but I don't think they're going to be able to run with the Dodgers. All right. It, it's, it's really It's a really quick division to kind of pull over. The Padres are – I think the Padres live and breathe through Tatis, and he's just not healthy enough to be able to last. I think he's missed a third of his games in his career. Mm-hmm due through injury. And it's just, it's just like what I was saying. I mean, I would be said it with all in our group chats and in person. Like I don't actually I said it on this podcast. I don't think Tatis is going to be able to last to the hype that we've given him. I think he's going to, he signed that contract and now he's, it's just going to be downhill for him in his career, unfortunately. Yeah. Peter, your thoughts on the NL West. Uh, Dodgers. I think we're all in agreement there. I mean, they signed Freddie Freeman. They traded away their one weakness, which I said was last year. A.J. Pollock gets hurt. They traded him away and made that Craig Kimbrell. So they improved on closer. Their outfield is insane. They signed Freddie Freeman, who we all love. And is, Mm -hmm. oh, my God, just that was it's so mean that he went there. Um, (laughs) And they now have zero weaknesses. Like it's there's not a weakness on that team. Chris Taylor, who's supposed to be super utility guy, plays every day, plays well. Justin Turner, Mr. Consistency. Um, and then you talk about Trey Turner, who's just getting better and better every year. Mookie and – I guess Bellinger's their weakness. He can't yeah. seem to put back the ball right now. A Bellinger, former, a former MVP. Yeah. Yes. And he just does not know how to make contact with the ball. After that, I actually have the Padres – and here's why their pitching did not live up to their expectations last year. And when you have you Darvish and Blake Snell, Chris Paddock still has talent in that arm. I see them taking a big step forward, getting Mike Clevenger back this year. That's a big addition. Bullpen is going to be their weak point. Mm-hmm. Offensively, they're pretty solid. Yes, Tatis is hurt, but when he's in there, he's a spark plug. Machado is the most boring fantasy player ever because he gets 30 something, 31 home runs and 98 RBIs year in and year out. Um, they got Luke Voigt from the Yankees, who, again, another injury, very injury prone, but when he's in there, he's a very good bat. I see them, again, I base usually all my decisions off pitching. And <laughs> I see their pitching being much better than it was. San Francisco have them in third, but it's going to be a fight between those two. But I think everyone pitched out of their minds last year. I do think they have a bona fide ace in Logan Webb. Um, Desclafani and Alex Wood are very good pitchers for a 3-4. And then they got Rodone, which was a big addition for them. What they lost was Chris Bryant, who was their big bat in the middle. They survived off of Brandon Crawford and Brandon Belt playing out of their minds last year. Mike Yastrzemski played way better than he should last year. And I think it's going to be – they're not going to get 100 wins. It's, it, they're not. That was insane what they did. And then Colorado and Arizona are going to play for who's worse. I think Arizona's going to trade away Cattell Marte at some point. I know they just signed the extension, but that was a nothing extension. And – that that's a that's a contract that you trade for him and it's some team's gonna give a haul for Cattell Marte. Yeah. But I, yeah, I, I think it'll be Dodgers, Padres, and Giants with like a one game separation between those two. And then Colorado and Arizona 40 games behind them. 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm similar to both your lists. I think mine actually mirrors Tommy's with the Dodgers atop, Giants coming in second, then the Pods, Rockies, and D-backs. The funny thing is when you were going off, uh, go when you were listing off the um, the Padres rotation, you didn't even mention Joe Musgrove, who oh, is yeah. really good. And they just traded for Sean Manaya. So Chris Paddock, oh, yeah. I don't even think, makes their rotation at this point. I think, and Mackenzie Gore is coming up and going to actually play this year. Oh, yeah, Paddock's not. Yeah, I forgot about those. But that's even, that, even, that even goes to my argument more. Yeah. The pitching is yeah. going to be better than it was because that was their downfall. They started every game down like three zero. But but you guys are right. Walker Bueller, Julio Urias, Craig Kimbrell, Will Smith, Freddie Freeman, Gavin Lux, Justin Turner, Trey Turner, Chris Taylor, and by the way, Mookie Betts. That is an unstoppable force. Yeah, that and is... one of their best arms just had a Tommy John. Yeah, I think they're and Dustin May. Be like last year. Yeah, he's set to come back in like August. Yeah, it's gonna be yeah. he's gonna be happy midway through. It'll be it'll be fun again. Young guys in their first year, which it's not his first year because he he did get some time in the show like two years ago before Tommy John, but that was just a taste. I think his first six months, especially coming off Tommy John, don't have don't don't have the expectations that you should have uh, in next year in 2023 and 2024. Because I do agree, he is one of their most talented pitchers. Uh, I don't see it this year, though. Um, this that's... Dodgers team has the potential to hit that 114-115 wins. Yeah. I mean... Um, they, they have the potential to be one of the greatest, to have the greatest season of all time. I, you, you really can't put it past them. What, they've, what they have assembled there in L.A. is just ridiculous. Uh, Max Muncy is one of your backups. You have a... That's when Max Muncy's your backup. He's probably going to play second base, honestly. You don't think Gavin Lux is going to make it? I think he's going to make it, but Gavin Lux is their utility guy. You put you put Muncy's bat in over Gavin Lux any day of the week. Well, right that's now, what he was going to be DH. That's what the DH is for. Oh, my God. I forgot about the DH. Yeah. And Max Muncy's their DH. Yeah. Yeah, Dodgers just got another bat with the yeah. DH. There you go. So, all right. So it sounds like we're pretty much in agreement on the NL West. Uh, Peter, I'm going to take you back East. Give me some NL East. It's a fun division. I'm not going to lie. This to you. is mm-hmm. probably the AL and NL East are probably the two most fun divisions. The NL East, I think a little bit more fun because it was so tight that it was so tight until the end when the Mets decided to met. Um, <laughs> The bottom's going to be Washington in that division. Like, no ifs, ands, or buts about it, and that sucks for Juan Soto. Unless some magic happens that they finish in fourth. <laughs> um, but, like, every single team in that division got better. Atlanta, even though they got rid of – they lost Freddie Freeman, they brought in Matt Olson. The pitching is insane on that team. They brought in Kenley Jansen to be a solidified closer there, which they were kind of missing last year. Um, Offense is a lip is pretty much better. Philadelphia brings in Nick Castellanos to pair with Bryce Harper in that outfield, and that's arguably one of the best outfields now in the game. And their pitching is set up for major success with Aaron Nola, Zach Wheeler at top, 
bullpen there is going to be the, I guess, the watch. Steve Cohen and the Mets went and spent some money getting Max Scherzer, who's one of my favorite pitchers. Um, signed Starlin Marte, traded for Chris Bassett, traded for what's his name? Mark Hanna. Um, they have a good, solid team. We know DeGrom is already injured and out for an extended period of time before the season even starts. and It sucks, but when he comes back, he's going to be DeGrom as normal. I honestly want him to throw a little slower because I think that's what's leading to it. And they're going to be good. Miami, they have exciting potential. They're, I guess their big signing was Jorge Soler. But they're, I think they're a solid four, maybe a little bit better. But between the Mets, Phillies, and Atlanta, it's going to be a dogfight. Yeah. So I don't know who's going to win. Honestly, I don't know. And when you said that every team got better, you're, you're not wrong. The Marlins got rid of Jeter, and every team that gets rid of Jeter, that's always a benefit. That's not true at all. That's just – I'm not even – no. Uh, all right, Tommy, what do he you think? He left of his own accord. Don't you dare say they got rid of him. He yeah. left of his own accord. How dare you? <laughs> he quit before he got fired. Uh, I, I will smite you. <laughs> uh, Thomas, what are your thoughts on the NLEs? Or, yeah. Uh, just as disappointed as we made Miller, I'm going to make Camille really happy, and I'm going to say the Phillies win the East. Excellent. Excellent. Yep, Phillies, Braves, Mets, Marlins, uh, Nats. And and your your reasoning for the Phillies atop? I don't know if I could cover the Phillies any better than Peter just did. He was going down like he's pretty much covered like they got a new bat boy. Uh, Like with all the moves that they've just made, and they got better after already finishing behind the Braves. That were six and a half. They were finished behind the Braves by six and a half games. They won eighty two games, and they got miles better. Not just a little, miles better. And Castellanos is one of the most slept-on bats in the league. Yep, yeah. they picked up Schwarber, Real Milto, and Hoskins are going to have another year with them. It's mm-hmm. just, they're like today. We were just watching. Harper's already in midseason form. He had two home runs. He had eight home runs throughout the spring. And Bryson Stott, who was a the twelfth round or the twelfth overall pick in twenty nineteen, has lived up to twelfth round or twelfth overall pick status and has made the team out of spring training, which no one saw coming. I think he might be their starting third baseman over Alec Bohm. He could be. Yeah, he absolutely could be. I could honestly, I can see Harper running for another MVP. Yeah. yeah. The, everyone's talking about, will Shohei repeat? Will Shohei repeat? Will Shohei repeat? But no one's really talking about, is Bryce going to be back to back? And the, the, the reality is, in the NL, he's one of the top players in the NL. Yeah, I don't see anyone else coming from the ashes to try to unseat him, unless Mookie has comes back to Mookie form. Uh, someone from the Dodgers is going to be an MVP candidate. Someone from the Dodgers. Anyone in that line. Yeah. So, yeah, MVP candidates. Bryce Harper, a Dodger, pick one. It's like picking Meryl Streep movies to nominate her for an Oscar. It's just like, it's, yeah, whichever one do you want to win? They'll be fine. Yeah. That's all I got. All right. Well, then I'll, I'll go to mine. I have the Braves staying atop, um, and and I have the Phillies coming in second, Mets coming in third. Only because I actually had the Mets coming in second, but the injuries to Degrom. Yes, it's a bone. 
injury and those are one way more predictable to uh, according to everything i've read tommy so i'm going to defer to you on this but where it's it's bone and not muscular or ligature or ligament it's more predictable in time and in and it's the healing is forecastable and and can go back to full strength um so that's what i understand so even though that's happening you're losing the grum for six weeks i think it is and maybe more i would say more and, that's and six and, weeks until he can throw again yeah, yeah you're right and so like it's attack on another month so it's it's Ten gonna weeks. be it's gonna be a while and because of that they they rely so much on that one-two punch of Degrom and Scherzer, and now there's this. Yeah, it's spring training, and every injury gets hyped up and overblown. But any tweak to a hamstring that that had him miss out on a a start scares me. And now they're talking about him not starting opening day. That scares me even more. So, if you're if if you were predicted to to be dominant based on these two. Uh, arms and both are having injury issues one is actually definitely out for a, an extended period of time i just can't rank you that highly uh as for the braves i think that matt olson is amazing ozzy albies is great austin riley dansby ozuna eddie rosario i mean this is a good team it's a very very good team max freed is in uh cy young candidate for me he's he's amazing Ian Anderson, I saw get blown up a lot this spring training. I think he might have a sophomore slump, but we shall see. Um, I, I, I'm excited, uh, and I, I think that the Braves could could definitely repeat as uh, divisional champs. Um, but the Phillies, like you guys said, everything you guys said about the Phillies rings true. Um, Cassiano, Schwarber, Harper, that's just a, a an awesome outfield, and, and the infield, like you said, is amazing. So, And they've got some great arms, so uh marlins i just want to mention the name just because he hasn't been brought up yet and i think he's a budding superstar jazz chisholm there we go his name has been said we can go on with the podcast uh the nationals literally have one player literally have one player oh by the way i know i know we've already finished with the division but your i forgot to bring this up when we were talking about the mariners your picks both of you for the al west when you look at their depth chart they have three starting pitchers listed. Three. Three. That's it. In their depth chart. On MLB.com. I'm sure that that needs some updating, maybe. But granted, one of them is Logan Gilbert, and I think he's a future stud. Rays, um, have, Rays have like two. You're right. They, they, they are, <laughs> you're, you're absolutely right. Anyways, uh, but going back to the, uh, the NL East, the, the, the Nationals are – the living embodiment of the dumpster fire gif. That is it. That is them. That they in Oakland can share that, can share that that gif as their unofficial mascot. Um, so yeah, so just to go back over, I have the Braves, Tommy, you have the Phillies. Peter, you said you had I've <laughs> I don't know between the Phillies and Atlanta. I'm kind of stuck on that one. I think the Mets really are going to finish third. I, I'm going to go Phillies. Okay. I like it. I like, I like the, it, it's, it's all, it's all coming together. 
it's a 50 50 shot between those two. It's, it really is. I They're both you. making the playoffs. Yeah. That's guaranteed. But Phillies, yeah. It's, I, I... all right. Well, I think... anyone's guess with that division, any year of the NL East is always anyone's guess. Yeah. It's any guess with this sport. That's why we love it. Well, that's the thing is six teams per conference make the make the playoffs this year. And so you're going to have three wild cards as opposed to two. That's going to open a lot of doors and a lot of people are going to be competing later in the season uh, than in years past. All right, can't Peter. Wait for, can't wait for the trade deadline this year. Speaking of can't wait, Peter. Yes. Tell me about the AL East, please. We don't even like that division here. We, we, we don't we don't like the AL East. We think it's a boring division. Nothing happens. Uh, this one is going to be, I think this might be the strongest division in terms of total quality teams. Obviously, n- none of them are the Dodgers, and none of them will be the best in the league. But between the Rays, Blue Jays, Yankees, and Red Sox, my God. You have four teams that can all make the. You have four teams that can all make the playoffs in one division. Mm-hmm. Now, I think with what Toronto has done this offseason, even though their Cy Young winner Robbie Ray has left, they went out and signed Gosman immediately. Gosman had a great year in San Francisco, and I've always been a Gosman fan. He was just always overlooked because he was on Baltimore. Um. They got Kikuchi, who I am slightly worried about him just because he's a ground ball machine and that turf goes a million miles an hour. Their offense, this is the one team where I'm going to say their offense is 110% carrying. I mean, it's the best infield in the league, hands down. Like, (laughs) it's insane what they have assembled and what they have in terms of run. I mean, they can average eight runs a game. That's a lot to say. You're not, you that's not hyperbole. That. that is not hyperbole. You are making a somewhat factual statement there. Like they, they have a very real shot. Like most teams will average like three to four runs, maybe five. Angels have the potential to roll out eight runs a game. And their weakness, I guess, is their bullpen. Because their starting pitching is going to be good again. Ryu at the top of the staff, Gosman, Kikuchi. They're, they're good. And they had uh, Alec Manoa. They, they got talent. I think the Rays are going to come in second. I'll, you know, Wander Franco now in his second year. He's going to have a fantastic year. Uh, Rosa Reina, Brandon Lau. You don't know any of their pitchers, and they're all good. You don't know any of them, and they're all fantastic. The bullpen is the strength of that team. But I think, I, I think the Blue Jays went for pure beat-up power. Yankees and Red Sox are going to battle it out for third and fourth. I don't know who's going to win between those two because no one ever actually knows. Red Sox were supposed to be in a rebuilding year last year, and they tied with the Yankees in terms of record. Um, Red Sox, big ad, Trevor Story. Didn't really do anything else. Um, Once again, Yankees. lost Chris Sale. <laughs> yes, Chris Sale down oh, again. So, but again, they did that last year, so they know how to work around it. Uh, Tanner Houck, though, they love that guy. He's the righty version of Chris Sale. Yankees pissed me off all offseason, still are. <laughs> Bringing in Josh, they brought in Josh Donaldson, IKF. 
they realized they needed to fix the defense and now have a very good defensive infield. Um, Glaber, I think, is going to have a better year this year. Joey Gallo, I don't care what he does, just stop sucking. Like, just hit 220. For God's sake, just hit 220. That's all I want out of him. You don't like 180? Uh, you don't like 180? No, I don't like 180. Um, uh, Yoka, I've always been a fan of his as a catcher. He was obviously overshadowed by Gary, even though Gary sucked. So they'll be okay there. Judge and Stanton are going to be the, the – they're going to carry the team. And the bullpen, honestly, is a strength. I was looking through today, and there wasn't a name I didn't like. Like All those names, I was like, I'm with all of them. But I think it's going to be – they're going to finish third or fourth. And then Baltimore went 52 and 110 last year. And I'm taking the under on that on that win total. <laughs> is, is speaking of the Yankees bullpen, is Luizaga a closer in the making? Um, yeah, yeah. He I, throws 99 to 100 with movement. He was our most consistent reliever last year, and I feel very comfortable and very happy when I see him come into the game. I don't sit on the edge of my seat. I see him come in, and I can sit back and be like, okay. That's three outs right there. Chapman comes in. Even though he's one of the better closers in the game, you're sitting on the edge of your seat because he cannot do a one, two, three inning to save his life. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, yeah, I mean, AL East is going to be out of all the divisions, out of all six divisions, it's the best. I think it's the best division in the league. All right. I like that. I, I, I can't wait to hear if uh, Tommy agrees with you. Thomas. This, this being our home division, it's really wild that we – is this the division we know the most about and it's the division we can predict the least? It's just like everyone's talking about the Rays. I mean, everyone's talking about the Blue Jays. Everyone's talking about the Red Sox and the Yankees. The, the Rays won 100 games last year, and no one is talking about it. Back they're quietly the winning 100 games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're, they're quietly – the one of the best team in the league they're top what three four mm-hmm. i don't know who could who can argue otherwise and i'm just looking at their statistics from last season as a lineup they didn't have a single player bat over 300 they all Not just bat like 280 280 270 yeah 256 247 288 65 34 250 they're just they're on all of their on base percentages are 320 around 325 330 yeah they're all small ball they they just single the hell out of you yeah they the hell. they're and they the, i think the biggest rival you know that we have and i can name five players on that team year in and year out yeah <laughs> yeah i look like a villain yeah it's it's unbelievable and out of their lineup they I think they've only lost Austin Meadows, who is the lowest batting average they had in their order. And they've threw, and now they have Randy Arozarena uh, Randy out there. Joe Manchoy. They're just, I don't, you're looking at them. It's just like, how the hell are these guys winning games? But they're one of the best teams in baseball. I can't argue against them. Nate the Lau Blue Jays have more firepower. What? They're, they're winning by Nate Lau hitting 40 home runs, which I do not see. Brandon Lau. Brandon, Brandon Lau. Lau. Brandon Lau. There's, there's so many Laus. There. There's Nate Lau. There's Brandon Lau. There's Josh Lowe. Oh, it's, not, it, it, it's not even the, it's not the team. It's their front office. They have 
it's it's not even close to their front office. What they're able to do with that budget and how they were able to pretty much correctly predict every player they bring in, but bring people in and make them better. Yeah. No, it's but, uh, it's <laughs> Neander, right? Yeah, it's Eric Neander, and and he's just he's just a a genius. Put anybody else other than Wander Franco on any other team, and they're nowhere near as good as they are on Tampa Bay. Hold on. The the screen just flashed Raphael Devers and contract in those words, and I'm and now they're just showing Raphael Devers hitting. I need to know what they're talking about. He, he rejected the he rejected the extension. Oh, oh okay. All right. Yeah, he said it was lower than he was expecting. He was uh, he was willing to consider. Okay. Speaking of extensions, I need to get this off my chest. God damn it! Will the Yankees announce Judge's goddamn yeah, extension? We're coming down to it. It's it's T minus. Well, they added another twenty four hours to it by postponing the Red Sox Yankees game, but it's coming down to it. It's uh, I almost think thirty. It has to be, I, I, 30. I like I I can't know I I like the deal has to be done. And like, you're thinking you're thinking it's seven years or eight years. What are you thinking? They're thinking every every single thing that I read about that extension says seven years for two forty something, making him about three thirty five mil a year. The only thing I could think of, you know, leading up to this week was, oh, they're gonna wait till they all get back to New York so they can do the press conference in New York. You know, name him captain, da 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 da, da. and then. You know, here we are. It was supposed to start tomorrow. The only other thing I could think of was I read something somewhere where if he gets the extension signed on opening day or whatnot, then the luxury tax pushes to next year or something like that. Because Hal Steinbrenner is terrified of the next level of the luxury tax. And right. That makes any, sense. And, but I don't know if that's real or not. I read it somewhere. I started doing research. And... That was pretty, like, that was all, like, I'm, I'm trying to justify this in my brain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All okay, right. Rant all over. Right. Okay, well, I agree. Uh, it's it's going to be an, a very entertaining uh, couple of hours. The next day and a half for, for you is going to be on the edge of your seat, I assume, because I don't think he's going to sign until right before the game, if he signs at all. There was a one-hour period where all I did was refresh Twitter. All right. That sounds, that sounds delightfully frustrating. Um, but so just getting back to the AL East, I think we're all pretty much in agreement. My, my rankings are, are, are summed up thusly. Vladimir, Bo, Teoscar, Springer, Berrios, Gosman. I mean, that's it. That's, that's the AL East right there. Done. Yeah. I, have, mm-hmm. I, have, I have the Rays coming in second. I, on paper, put the Red Sox above the Yankees just because I wanted to. But really, I think the Yankees finish above the Red Sox uh, with the Orioles, despite having Adley coming up doing his first full year and uh, Grayson Rodriguez, who is a really exciting young pitcher. Uh, I think he I think this is his year that he debuts. I'm not sure if he made the team out of spring training because of service time manipulation. Why would they want to? But this is the time to bring him up. There's absolutely no pressure on him. There's zero pressure to win. Just you're gonna get, you're gonna lose. Go get your minor, your major league experience, get your feet wet, and next year you'll be great. Um, I think that the red, the the Rays are 
if 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 not for the Blue Jays, the Rays would be the one of the best teams in the in the AL period. I think between the White Sox, the Blue Jays, and the Rays, you have the top three in the AL. Uh, mm-hmm. I think I think that the Rays are definitely a wild card team. I think the Red Sox are likely not, but I do believe the Yankees could be. I think the wild card teams could. As I'm, I haven't thought about this, but as I'm spitballing. I'm seeing the the three wild card teams as the Rays, Yankees, and Angels uh, in the AL. That's just my take, uh, but we shall see. There's Moving also on. a world where all four make the wild. Where all four make the playoffs. Yeah, there there is. You're absolutely right. In this in this metaverse or whatever the hell we are in, uh, there is a reality in which all four teams make the make the playoffs, and that is both scary, hilarious, and entertaining. So we shall see. Um, should we dive into, let's, let's do awards last. Give me, uh, yeah. give me some thoughts on playoffs and or uh, World Series. Tommy, talk to me about the World Series. Uh, well, I think it's gonna, I said it last year. Uh, I think it's gonna be the same this year because the White Sox are gonna play the Dodgers. And I'm going to have the White Sox upset the Dodgers. Interesting. I like it. That's that's, and it's. I would say it's a hot take, but I think the White Sox have an incredibly yep. good chance of doing it. So it's a rock and shock on that one. It's a, it's a tepid <laughs> take. I love it, uh, Peter. Yeah. World Series. I have two predictions for the World Series. First, I just have the Dodgers winning it, just because. And beating the White Sox, like the opposite of what Tommy just said, just because they're mean on what they did. I also, I have Milwaukee as being a sneaky World Series contender. Interesting. I see them pulling into the playoffs and, and doing the three starter rotation throughout the whole playoffs. And it just, Teams aren't scoring more than two runs on them the entire postseason. Interesting. I like it. That's that is that is a a hot take that uh you know has has some has some chance. Thomas, you know what? I after some thought because uh, honestly, as you threw it at me, I just kind of went shocked because I forgot to make my World Series predictions. I'm gonna go Phillies. I'm putting my money where my mouth is. I'm gonna go Phillies over White Sox. Interesting. I just heard heard Camille scream. Yeah, I think I'm going to go Phillies over White Sox. I think the Phillies have enough depth to be able to make a uh, make a move in the middle of the season to be able to fill up a hole that they're really going to have to shore up probably in their rotation because I don't think anything in their offense is going to be need to be filled in. And they're just going to run. They're going to have they're going to have the same kind of run that uh, the Braves did. Maybe a little less dramatic, but. Yeah, they got a fellow closer. They have Knubel. They got a fellow closer. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. They could make, yeah, they could make a move for that. They could do maybe he'll show up. Who knows? Yeah. But I'm gonna go Phillies. All right. Well then we have well, we have two teams winning two 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 different teams in the amongst the three of us, because I have the Dodgers over Toronto uh winning the World Series. I think it's pretty, it's chalk. It's, it's the easiest matchup. They're the best teams um, in my mind. 
and I think that it'll be a very entertaining uh, postseason. It'll, it, then again, who the hell can predict? We're doing a prediction show, but with this new format of the playoffs, once you get into the postseason, anything can happen. We know that. Everyone knows that. If it's a full series, anything can happen. If it's a one-game series, anything can happen. Uh, now they've added more teams to the mix. So take these predictions with a grain of salt. That being said, mine's right. Anyways. <laughs> Trevor Plouffe can predict it. Yes, he can. Uh, all right, let's 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 move on to the awards. Uh, I'm thinking we, we start with uh, MVPs, go Cy Youngs into Rookie of the Year. Peter, since Tommy led off with the World Series, talk to me about your MVP picks. Uh, MVP... I think Vladdy gets it and I think Vladdy gets it this year. I've talked about it before. I think if Shohei, because he won it last year, has equal numbers again, if they have the same numbers again going into the MVP voting, I think just because Shohei just got it last year, they gave him the MVP to get it out of the way. He gets the, uh, he gets the MVP in the AL this year. In the National League, that's a diff- that's a different animal, because you have a few people who can step up and really do some damage. Yes, I'm thinking still. Well, I'm gonna call it. It's an auditory. It's an auditory medium, Peter. They can't. They can't hear you thinking. I'm gonna call it now. Bryce Harper's gonna repeat. All right. I like that. Now you're gonna make me think about mine because I'm not gonna guess. I'm not gonna guess the same one you said, even though I'm the one that first said it on this podcast for the record. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> for my AL MVP, uh, he's gonna. Would he win comeback? I think he may, he is less dramatic of a comeback player of the year, but I could see Mike Trout win an MVP. Coming yeah. back fresh, 2020, he didn't play much 20, because of the short season, 2021. He was recovering from the calf injury. He's itching. He's ready to go. He's 30. He's not He's not really old by baseball standards. So I can, with Rendon and the protection that he gets from Shohei, and I'm, I could see him making another MVP run. Yeah. Uh, what about NL? So for the NL, I was torn. I was thinking between if he has a strong comeback, like there's no uh, hiccups in his rehab, Acuna making that comeback to possibly have an MVP run. But I don't think he's going to be able to do it in enough time. Like I think he could get into midseason form around midseason, but it's just not going to have the stats behind him to lead it. I'm going to say Mookie turns his around and Mookie wins NL MVP. Excellent. I like that. I mean, the Dodgers do have, like 17 players that could win it, that could win the MVP. And I think Mookie is among the top uh, yeah. of those. So I like those picks. Yeah. I mean, for the AL, I was torn between that and uh, Javi Baez, but like, I just, I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't go against Trout. All right. Um, so you did Michael Trout and Michael Trout. NL, boom. Uh, Michael, Michael Nelson Trout. Michael, so you just took the words out of my mouth as I have written down in front of me, Michael Nelson Trout. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Uh, my AL MVP is uh, 
well, now unsurprisingly, Michael Nelson Trout. I think that, uh, yes, the world has Shohei. Yes, there is Vladimir Guerrero. Yes, there's Boba Shett in this league. Yes, there's Javi Baez, as you said. Um, I think, though, that when healthy, Mike Trout is the best player on the planet. And that is including, and I hate to say this, Ron Lacuna, who's my favorite player that's not on the Red Sox. Um, but where, like you said, Acuna's hurt to start the season. He's coming back a, a couple weeks in, but like you said, he's going to take some time to get up to speed and to, to really hit his form. I think that he is, uh, I, I don't have him winning the MVP, nor do I have uh, Fernando Tatis because he's missing even more time and is his season's essentially lost for the awards. Uh, who I do have winning the NL MVP is... I think the most talented player in the NL right now, uh, but he's on the worst team. So Juan Soto, congratulations. You are the NL MVP this year of 2022 uh, for Matt Fox's ranking. So um, that, that's, that's that. Uh, I just thought of a really crazy hot take and this, yes, it's a Homer pick, but if this only is if Aaron judge does not sign an extension. Okay. He goes out and just he get he's mad at the Yankees and dominates the league. That's only if he doesn't sign the extension. He gets this like fuel in him, wants to go get this massive deal next year, and just starts hitting from start to finish. Does like if if he signs, you know, he's gonna have the normal a normal All Star season. But if he doesn't if he does not sign, I could see a world where he goes out and just rakes. Yeah, and in that world, does he play more than 130 games? He played 140 last year. Oh, all right. It was like 148 or something like that. Like, he was in there every day. Like, I'm not worried about his durability. I'm just saying. Because the yoga pants? Because of the goat yoga? Whatever he's doing? Because of the yoga and the yoga pants. Unbelievable. Uh, Peter, while while I got you, talk to me about Cy Young. Or wait, no, it's Tommy's turn. Tommy, Cy Young. Uh, Cy Young for the AL. Uh, I I hate it, but it's gonna be Garrett Cole. I hate it so much, but it's it's I, you can't argue against him. He's in one of the best divisions. He's on one of the best teams. He has some of the best stuff, and he's the ace of the rotation. It everything is lining up for him to be uh, a Cy Young a Cy Young winner. Even just, though he has to play I, the the Blue Jays nineteen times. Even if he had, even he, well, he doesn't have to play, play. He, he, doesn't play 19 19 times. Times. he doesn't he have to play might pitch against them like four or five times, right? Yeah, and those I, mean, are, I could go against it. You know what? One bad start can blow up your entire uh ratio stats and you lose the award. Yeah, you know what? You know, you know what, Peter? Fuck you. I'm gonna go. <laughs> I'm gonna go. I am gonna go out on a limb, so he's not gonna win the MVP. I'm going to say the Angels are going to be having the Cy Young Award winner and the MV and the AL MVP back to back in their lineup. I think it's going to be Shohei. I'll say Shohei. It. Now you said Cole first. I'm going with that. Yep. <laughs> oh, uh, NL MVP. My bad. Uh, so with the NL MVP, it's Cy Young. NL Cy Young. Oh, excuse me, Cy Young. My fault. Uh, Cy Young. It's hard to go against Walker Buehler or Urias with uh, the Dodgers. But I think he's going to get his shit together, especially with my World Series prediction. His ERA is going to get dropped by two runs, and I'm going to pick Aaron Nola. 
I like it. All right. I don't know. I'm putting my money where my mouth is. I'm apparently all in on Philly this season, and I had no idea I was until this podcast. That's so funny. All right. I like it. Phillies, Phillies for World Series champion and Cy Young. All right. Yep. Peter, Cy Young's. Uh, NL, I, I, I think Walker Bueller. He's just nasty, and that team behind him, he's going to get the win numbers to back it up. They're a good defensive team, so they'll get him out of any jam he might get into. So I see Walker Bueller winning it in the NL. In the American League, I'm going to go with Giolito. Interesting. I like it. He's just – he's nasty. He really is. He had, a, he had a down year last year, and he was amazing. Yeah. I, I love it. Picking it he, up and, he's, got, he's got that short catcher snap. Uh, to throw so hopefully injuries uh, evade him because he's it's it's less movement right Tommy less yeah. movement yes less move less move. not as hunky dory he's the opposite of Tim Lincecum. <laughs> all right perfect well for me uh, the names I have written down have all been mentioned uh, but one was uh, was taken back so withdrawn um, I am picking Garrett Cole as the AL uh, Cy Young. I was debating between him and Jose Barrios. Um, I think he could have a phenomenal year. Uh, his stuff is there. It was there in Minnesota and it's there now, but the difference is he's got the team, the, he's got a team to back him up. He's got good defense and good offense behind him. So I think that Barrios could be uh, really fun to watch, but like you guys said, Garrett Cole is Garrett Cole. He is, in, he's he's a true ace. Uh, true aces win Cy Youngs, and there are there are surprisingly few in the AL. Uh, NL, there are way more true aces. There between the amongst the names that I was considering: Corbin Burns, Brandon Woodruff, Freddie Peralta, uh, Julio Urias, and Walker Bueller. Those were my names. That is a tough decision to make. Uh, Urias, I've loved since he was 16, uh, and every year since he um, has just improved upon it. Last year, he won 20 games, and he's still, what, 21 years old? The dude is unbelievable. Huh. He, because he got called up so early, uh, so he's young. He's 21, my God. Uh, I'm not, I don't, don't quote me on that, but it's somewhere around there. He's, he's very young. He might be 23. I don't know. That being said, Walker Bueller is the ace of that staff, and is is the most lights out i think dominant force right now in the nl there's i it, scherzer could have been in the conversation uh but his age bumped him down to i think he's in the top seven or eight in the nl but uh i don't have him in the top five although as i'm saying this i don't know how i can't have him in the conversation because he's max scherzer yeah uh his hamstring is why his hamstring, uh, why? That is, you're absolutely. And he's right. 37. That too. Uh, but but, so so I am gonna stick. I'm I'm gonna go with Walker Bueller. I think he gets his first of several, uh, Cy Youngs. So so we've covered the divisions, we've covered the World Series, we've covered Cy Youngs. Our last award of the night, a really fun one, as we all love prospects, Rookie of the Year, Rookies of the Year. AL and NL. I believe it's Pedro's turn. Peter, tell me your thoughts. 
in the AL, even though he's on a garbage team. I think down in Baltimore, Adelaide is going to come up and just step on any rookie's numbers. I mean, anything you read about him, anything you see him do, it's just looked fantastic. And I think he's going to come up again with zero pressure on him in Baltimore. And he's going to be the one person you got to look out for in that lineup. Oh, Cedric Mullins is still good, but he's, he's, he's going to be the big guy in that lineup. I think Brian he's going to come up right. Yeah. Uh, Tommy thinks not. Okay. okay. Go on. The NL. Yeah. You have him on your fantasy team. That's why. <laughs> in the NL, that was a little tougher for me. A lot of people have good prospects coming up. I'm going to pass on the NL real quick. I need to. Okay. <laughs> You're going to hold your action. Okay. I will agree. I, I, I'm between like four people. I will agree that the NL was harder for me as the AL, but uh, for different reasons, Peter. Uh, Tommy, give me your rookie of the year. All right. So my rookie of the year is the, the most difficult one is, of course, the AL. There's just every big rookie name is now coming up through the AL. Bobby Witt Jr., Spencer Torkelson, Julio Rodriguez. Have Peter already picked Rutschman. Uh, Riley Green, who's broken his foot, who still could come back and just rake. And it just goes on and on and on. It's, but when it comes to actually like who I think is going to perform the best, who I think is going to have the best season and who has the best scenario to succeed, I'm going to go with uh, Julio, Julio Rodriguez, outfielder for the Mariners, because he has, I mean, I already kind of, went in on the Mariners earlier this week, uh, earlier today uh, in this podcast. And I just think no pressure coming on him with everything else around him. And they're saying how, uh, when uh, Klenick, Klenick, I can't say his name at the moment. Kalenick. Words. Kalenick. Kalenick. Oh, when he came up, they were saying how he was like one of the best prospects in Ever. the franchise's history. One of them. Uh, Julio's better and always has been better. So I'm really looking forward to this kid. Other uh, otherworldly bat to ball skills is what I've heard in his scouting report. Yeah. All right. I like it. NL. Oh, and NL. Like Jesus. NL. That's yeah. ah, a lot harder. Uh, it depends on how long. If if Tatis's injury bug sticks with him through the whole year and they permanently remove him away from uh, shortstop, C.J. Abrams can have a run at our rookie of the year, uh, but that'd have to happen early. But the only rookie I know is that can be starting like front to back is uh, Seiya Suzuki with the Cubs. I like it. Not even yep. think about him. Yeah. Yeah. Seiya with the Cubs, he's the only he's one. one those, he's one of those fake ball. rookies at 27. So he's an Ichiro rookie. An Ichiro rookie, yep. which it worked out well there. So why not now? Yeah. Um, before we get back to Peter, I'm going to, I can see him still looking. Uh, I, I think that the AL rookie of the year this year could be one of the most fascinating, exciting races in recent memory. Like you said, Bobby Witt Jr., J-Rod, Torkelson, Adley. I mean, those are just the big names. There, there are undoubtedly going to be names that pop up and creep up in the middle of the season that we didn't even think of. Um, but I think Bobby Witt is, is going to be a phenomenal player, and I think he's actually going to produce right off the bat, no pun intended. Uh, J-Rod, like you said, is a otherworldly talent and is the excitement around him. The hype is real. Uh, the J-Rod show is coming to Seattle and everyone's going to fucking love it. 
Uh, I'm convinced. Adley, like you said, no pressure and all the skills in the world. He's the thing is though, where a lot of his skills as a catcher are game calling, which he's apparently incredibly excel. He's he's excelled incredibly highly at. Um, those don't really translate into statistical or into statistics be it beyond advanced metrics. And so the numbers that really factor into rookie of the year traditionally are the standard counting stats and ratios. So I think that while he's going to have an amazing year, uh, I think that he is going to fall short of rookie of the year solely because he's a catcher. Uh, that leaves me with my pick. One Spencer Torkelson, the man from Arizona state who broke Barry Bonds' home run records uh, and is a straight comp to young Miggy Cabrera on the same team. Uh, I, he's going to have every day at bats. They've already given him the first base job and his talent is true. So you mix unbelievable talent with every day at bats. Uh, I just see the transition happening soon. He's also a college bat. So the maturity was already there before he didn't have to mature for, for X amount of years. He, he was already a mature player as he hit their minor league systems starting two years ago. Uh, NL rookie of the year, I thought was much harder but only because there are fewer selections to choose from that I, I couldn't pinpoint that many names to, to decide from. Like you said, Tommy, I'm so high on CJ Abrams and his 80 grade speed. I predicted earlier, I think a, my big hot take for the season is if, if CJ Abrams is playing from the start of the season, he will have 50 bases stolen. I know that that's a stupid number, but he is so fucking fast and he's incredibly good. So he'll get on base and then he'll just steal. Uh, that being said, because you mentioned him, I'm going to go with my other pick, which is Hunter green. He's starting in the, in the reds rotation. He throws 102 miles an hour. He is a baseball wonderkind and is both equally as talented on the offensive side as he is on the defensive side. That being said, they're only, they, they switched him to focus solely on pitching and that has worked out well, despite having Tommy John. He's, he's got Tommy John in the rear view. It's worked for him, and his, his mechanics now represent that. He is, I believe, going to be the NL Rookie of the Year. Peter, I believe your time is now. NL Rookie of the Year. So while you all were talking, I was looking between a few of the people I was thinking of. I was thinking Joey Bart. Out in San Francisco. I like that idea of him coming up. Hunter Green was on my list. And I I like Bryson Scott if he's able to like take that third base role. But I watched a video. I watched a video of where's that video again? Of Hunter Green pitching. I, I I'm going Hunter Green. Yeah, what I saw in that video was just beautiful, and I'm a and I'm a sucker for pitching. That was just beautiful what he's able to do. Yeah, I'm really excited for him. He's going to be amazing. Uh, it's 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 going to be fascinating. Um, so we've covered divisions, we've covered World Series, and we've covered awards. I know I'm putting you guys on the spot. Give me some hot takes, Tommy. Do you have any hot takes for the season? Oof. Uh... If not, Damn just it. say no. I don't mean to. I don't mean to. Uh, Luis Robert will be another AL MVP candidate. 
Excellent. I love it. Peter, hot take? Peter? No. no. Okay. No. <laughs> I'm not one for hot takes. I'm just like not. I don't know. I'm just kind of uh, like. All right. That was a hosting right. swing and a miss. No, uh, I, I love it. Hot I love being put on. I got another one. Just like. This is right. this is going to be a very weird year in the MLB. I really totally is. agree. I think, so I think in in Tommy's following in Tommy's shoes, my hot take would be Rafael Devers is a MVP candidate, but I don't believe that's too hot a take. It's just that when you consider the other names that will be in the conversation, the Trout, the Shohei's, um, it's a uh, it's a crowded field. Everything's crowded. You got six playoff spots. You got many people who can win MVP. You, we have many people who can win Rookie of the Year. Yeah. This is a weird year for the MLB because there's a lot of transition happening. It's a fantastic year. Weird, but and fantastic. And you know what? The season starts tomorrow. It I does. Know. Well, I mean, when this gets released, it's probably going to be tomorrow. So it's really, it's released. It started tomorrow at time of filming. I'm just excited. I don't know why I'm yelling. I'm sorry, but I'm just excited. I have another hot take if uh, you guys like to hear it. Of course. Yes. All right. Judge doesn't sign his extension. It's not even offered. He retires. He becomes a core power yoga instructor. That is quite hot. That is quite hot. So is So is Judge in those yoga pants. You've him and Giancarlo together running yoga studio. Absolutely. Peter would get a lifetime subscription to that to that studio. 100%. I'd, I'd move wherever that it, I'd move out to California because probably where it would be and I'd join it. Unbelievable. Well, I think that uh, we'll see. We, you just wanted to say that Judge wouldn't sign an extension, you asshole. <laughs> yeah, of course I did. I think I that, to uh, say that for half an hour. Yeah, well, it honestly, it, it might not be a hot take that he doesn't sign the extension because that's coming down to it and uh, we shall see. Keep your keep your eyes peeled to to the Twitter machine, as uh, as Peter will will have his. I think um, I think that this year is going to be incredibly exciting. I think there's a lot of storylines that we've already identified, but you know, myriad more that will themselves identify. Uh, and I cannot wait. We will be recording once a week. That's the plan, with yep. episodes hopefully coming out every Monday. Uh, we are here for, and we're, we're, I believe, going to set up some form of way that anyone can, we're, maybe we'll set up a Gmail account or something, but we'll find a way that to have mailbag questions come in for those listeners that would like to submit. Uh, that being said, that is not set up yet, so that's all speculative. Yep. Um, Everyone text Tommy. Yeah, we have a- phone number will be coming shortly. Yeah, we will give yes. out Tommy's phone number on the air, and you can uh, just send any random thoughts about baseball to him. He's been asking for it for years. Uh, yes, please. I'll also put down a PO box if you want to send me articles of clothing, for, for, uh, preferably underwear from our fans. Uh, we, are, we love everybody here. So it's just going to be, it's going to be a good time. It's going to be a good season. Yeah, I don't want their underwear. <laughs> yeah, please do not send me your underwear. That is, that is my request. It's going to be a PO box. It's not going to me. Anyway. I already posted your address on the Twitter page. There we go. Oh, fantastic. Oh, that is the next thing that has to be done is a Twitter account. Uh, for, for Peter Longo, Tommy Brogan, my name is Matt Fox. Once again, we have 
we strive to, to show you that in and of itself, baseball is better. Thank you for listening. We love you. Peace out. Camille has been